Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Coffee Podcast. It's the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, October... Today's a 20... 20... Not today's a 20. 26? Uh, 27. 24. 27. 27. Okay, I'll edit all that out. <laughs> it's Wednesday, October 27th. My name is Chris and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Daniel. Yes, I'm not in charge of the calendar. You are. <laughs> welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Time is a construct. Time is just a construct. It's just an illusion. <laughs> it's made by the uh, Hallmark people just so they could buy calendars. I think the Hallmark people, the way they influence us, they have way more power than the TVA. Right? They make holidays. <laughs> <Yeah>. they, <laughs> they, <laughs> Infinity Stones have no power at Hallmark stores. But for Hallmark, we didn't need to buy cards. You just gave people gifts. They don't, they don't care. It's a gift already. <laughs> have you, you have to explain to me this is a gift from who is giving it to me right now. The thing about calendars is... They are only good for a year. Yeah. And then you just throw them away. I think it's a cycle. I think it's like every, what, six, eight years or something that you can reuse them. It just says the really? wrong year. I learned that sometime in a, a math class, but I totally forgot it. I remember there was a commercial when I was a kid okay. of like this. It was like a VHS tape you could buy, but it's a learning tape that taught kids like huh? unnecessary math. <laughs> It's like hooked on phonics for math. Yeah, but the way they sold it on TV, because it would be like an infomercial to sell this tape, right? And it'd be like, the guy would throw, like, just randomly pick a kid in the audience, and he'd be like, there's an audience? Yeah, because it was like infomercial, right? Sure. And they'd be like, okay, kid, stand up. Uh, November 3rd, 1976. And you'd be like, uh, it was a Wednesday. <laughs> And who's gonna confirm that someone else in the audience? It's like you know how like in an infomercial, there's like the guy selling the product and the other person that's like fake host of the show, right? And they're like, then she'd be like, "He's right, he's right." <laughs> what they're doing this for? These are infomercials. They're doing this for half an hour when they're yeah. showing the. Oh my! And then they would have like kids come up to the board, and they would write like divide whatever tens of thousands by right. these hundreds, and then they're just like super fast. They figure it out. And it's not like they could have just plugged that into a calculator before. No. They started that filming. They don't have it written on the back of their hand how what day it actually is. But come on. I'm just like, why why is that knowledge necessary? It's not. It's there to sell you a, a tape to kids. Also, who's buying that? Is it the parents or is it the kids? Asian parents. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, my kid needs to know <laughs> back in 2020 what year what day was a, a Tuesday come on but yeah I think you're right there is like a formula of like whatever years it was yeah so if you know one you can just do the math quickly and figure out what it was eight years ago or whatever I think it's like shifted two or, or like one day each year so you just count backwards kind of but every four years there's an extra day oh because it's leap year yeah well you just add that into the equation so it is not That's that easy hard. but That's it is it's doable. I can't. I'm recording on a Sunday. I couldn't figure out what Wednesday's date was. <laughs> you should have got the tape. Oh, dang it. My parents are not Asian enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, we're back. Last week was like Fandom Week. It was, yeah. So that's all we talked about. Heavy DC. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, though. It got me more excited for the stuff I knew was already coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stuff like we saw for the first time. Was there anything we saw for the first time? I mean, like a little bit of Black Adam. Yeah, Black Adam. Tidbits of, of Aquaman, which yeah. I'm like, whatever already. It's like You yeah. don't like it? The first Aquaman didn't have a great story. No, but it looked cool. Yeah, it did look cool. look cool. I saw a guy watching Aquaman on a plane, mm-hmm. and I thought in my head, that's a perfect plane movie it's just really? spectacle and you just don't have to care about it if you cut off 
you know, the the plane lands before you're done with the movie. I don't, I'm not heartbroken about it. Oh, uh, no. I can't watch plane movies. I have to listen to like podcasts or music. I, I think I'm the same way. I'll download movies just in case, but yeah. it's not really a great experience. Yeah, I can't watch. A lot of times I try to just sleep on the plane. We don't go that far on, on plane no, yeah. flights either. It's not, it's <laughs> it's not that hour. story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I've been looking at flights to go travel. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as maybe it's a little bit easier to do it, and okay. not too stressful about where you're going and what you have to do to get there. Sure. Maybe I'm gonna go. Why not? Yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the weather's it's getting it's winter time right now. It's starting to ramp up winter, so raining outside right now. Right, right. I hope it doesn't go on the mic. But um, does that harpen your flight plans if it's raining? Depending depends on what I'm going to do when I get to where I want to go. Yeah, actually, you might be. Leaving the rain, going somewhere nice and that's true, yeah. right? So who yeah. cares? But like, if I'm going somewhere to be indoors all day, then I might prefer to go when it's raining because less people are traveling. Okay, yeah, okay, easier experience. Yeah, true. true but true. if I'm going to like amusement park, then I wouldn't want to go. Well, on a rainy weekend. What about the um, the actual flight? Are you ever scared of flying? I never have been, no. even my first time. I was like, this no. is this is a ride. It's fun. How old were you the first time you flew on a plane? Do you know? I was already like in high school. Oh really? Yeah. How about no. you? I was. Uh, I think it was before you were born. Really? So you're that young? Yeah. Okay. So, and I wasn't scared. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some, I guess it depends on just the person, no matter what age you are. Some people are grown up and yeah. terrified of it. One of our aunts is very scared of flying. I never knew. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I've ridden with her on a plane before. And like, when she's scared, she's like yelling. Real? That's, you can't be doing that on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> like scared, like, ah! Like, yeah. Was there any uh, turbulence? I mean, not bad. Like uh, average turbulence, like little dips and yeah, stuff yeah and when it's quiet because it's we went on like a red eye and it's quiet and then it happens and you just hear like ah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking like you know there's nothing to do about it you're on a plane oh, okay it's, it's just on, accept it's, it it's on the pilots <laughs> the pilots got the wheel right ain't nothing you can do watch yeah. a movie Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, I remember one time I was on a plane and it was during the Super Bowl. Oh. And everyone was watching the Super Bowl on the plane, right? Okay. And then we landed, but there was like still like five more lit- minutes to the game. People are rushing so, out? No, people just stayed on the plane to oh. finish it. You can't, you can't do that either. You're hauling everyone up. Huh? No one was getting off. Who cares? It was the Super Bowl. All right, I guess. I yeah, mean, it wasn't a local team, so we didn't really we didn't watch it at home. But I mean, if you're watching it, it's, it was a good game. It's a big deal. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's like a buzzer beater. Yeah. Oh, it was right. a clo- it was a good game, and it was close. And we we're like, if we got off the plane now, we definitely missed the end of the game. I get it. Oh, you can't just watch it on your phone. No. Okay. At that time, my phone was probably a Nextel. Uh, Nokia. <laughs> no, it was more advanced than that. It was a Nextel. All right. <laughs> Flip phone. I I had that those phones way too long. Like they're like bricks and destructible i wish i still had mine and like i could swap to that if i wanted put your sim card in there yeah and just be like okay i'm gonna use this for the day because it's i don't know it's less distractions yeah and it's more durable i think they call it a dumb phone yeah yeah okay probably not though (laughs) (laughs) i bet i regret it like five minutes once i can't go to instagram imagine you can still on those old phones (laughs) it'd be terrible all right um what you can do is follow us on instagram there you go find us on instagram facebook and twitter 
Yeah, through yeah. the Copy Podcast. If this is your first time listening, definitely do that. And uh, I want you to explain to them how the show works. First up, we'll go into comic book news and run down everything that came in comic books this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And it's the last week of October, Halloween month. So we're going to be doing our last horror comic, Revival. And then we'll finish with our side stories. We've been talking about what we've been watching, reading, whatever we've been doing this week. Like we said, last week was all DC fandom stuff. So this week is going to be everything else, which is pretty much all Marvel stuff. Yeah, right. Let's get into it. So like we said, Fandom came out, announced a bunch of movies and when those are coming out and very excited for a lot of those. And Marvel did the same. They announced when movies are coming out. Oh, awesome. They're coming out later than normal. Dang it. <laughs> Playing my heart. <laughs> Pretty much every movie that was announced with a date got pushed back by one date. By one whole movie release. Right. Everything got pushed back to mm-hmm. another time, a different movie scheduled to come out. Doctor Strange was the first one. It was supposed to come out in March. And now it's pushed back to May. And I, I have some guesses of why they did it. Because Doctor Strange 2 and, yeah. and Thor, um, Love and Thunder, those are both done with filming. Oh, really? wrapped. So I don't, like, I guess they could use more time in post, but I don't think they would need it. My guess is they wanted to push Doctor Strange away from the Batman. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because that's what... After you think DC fandom scared them enough to push back all I their think movies? Just the Batman scared them. Right. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Who's Paul saw, Dano specifically? They saw the, the bat signal and Doctor Strange is like, nah, dude, let's <laughs> let's get out of here. Not tonight. And so those are now they've they've gotten back, like you said, one like movie release date. Mm-hmm. And that pushes everything else back. So Black Panther 2 is now gonna be moved to November of next year. Wow. That was supposed to be in July, and all now all they pushed to November. Um the Marvel now moves out of 2022 into February of 2023 and then Ant-Man and the Wasp will move from that February spot to July of 2023. Okay. And there's still two um, untitled projects right. scheduled, pushed back. One set for November 13th, 2023 and another for February 16th, 2024. Okay. So everything got pushed back. Yeah. And then they also announced two more projects yet to be announced like what movies they are. Okay. So bummer. Everything's getting pushed back i thought we were done with this yeah it can't round its head around again uh, all these delays um so do you think it's because of black panther maybe that i mean you know they have a lot on the plate for that one specifically mm-hmm. like you said those first two thor and dr strange they have those filmed ready that one's still like a oh, difficult situation yeah i think um i think black panther 2 they're still filming and that was initially supposed to be out in july right yeah and maybe they weren't going to make that deadline okay maybe they wanted more time which then moves everything back right so now july's spot or was black Panther will be Thor, which I think like, hey, that's a good spot for Thor. Thor seems like a big movie, right? Yeah. And Doctor Strange in May also seems like a good spot because like, I feel like Doctor Strange is going to be like a game changer movie. It's supposedly the um, first movie of the next phase, they're calling it, which is first, kind of surprised to me. Yeah. They're saying that's the first movie, but I think the start of phase four was WandaVision. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So they're calling that part of the phase. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was like a, like a sub phase. They're really seen these four little wow. limited series before the quote unquote the next phase no i i feel like wandavision and especially falcon winter soldier was 
definitely like this is a different era now. I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. Those are Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Whereas the movie prior to that was Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. That still felt like the Infinity War saga, like phase three. That felt like, though it was after Endgame, it was like kind of like the- Bumper? Pro, uh, what do you call it? The prologue? What is the ending one? Epilogue? Epilogue, yeah. yeah to like the whole thing. To the whole phase. Because he's still talking about dead Tony Stark. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Black Widow is a prequel. Oh yeah, I forgot about Black Widow. <laughs> and there's also Shang-Chi. <laughs> oh yeah, Shang-Chi. Oh yeah, why is that not the start of phase four? Because he's- <laughs> Is that white? Is that white? Oh, jeez, gosh. I don't know. I totally I don't know. forgot about those two movies. <laughs> Shang-Chi, I guess it doesn't influence the other stuff much. It's just the end credit scene that kind of plays with other characters, right? I, th- I think that's the start of Phase 4. I'm going to say they're wrong. Yeah. You're going to yeah. tell Disney to their face, to, Mar- to Marvel Studios. The, yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> Fix this. Um, yeah, I, my guess is they wanted to push these movies because they wanted more time to finish um, the yet done movies like um, Black Panther 2, The yeah. Marvels, and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Although I think Ant-Man and the Wasp and Marvels haven't even started production yet. I'm not that excited about that movie. Are you? Ant-Man? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Why? Kang. Yeah, I guess. It's going to be weird having such a Im- intimidating character. Yeah. The Kang that we're getting is supposed to be the more, I don't know, militaristic mm-hmm. Kang yeah. versus Paul. Paul Rudd. It's not just Paul Rudd. It's also uh, Evangeline Lilly. <laughs> Evangeline Lilly. Okay, she can put up a fight. Yeah. Uh, there's, they're, though they're like, kind of like, um, I don't know, smaller heroes? <laughs> B tier? Yeah. Um, the things in them, like the quantum realm and like the science behind it, yeah. is bigger than the other movies. It's smaller than everything, but bigger than everything else at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, literally, it saved everything in the last phase. It yeah. allowed for time travel and makes sense. Uh, so maybe it's just those movies are like lower half of the Marvel movies to me, as far as quality. First two, uh, I don't know, like because they're they've got a great uh, like you know batting record. So I don't. know. I just think they don't connect as much to the other movies. Okay, so that's maybe why where like you know like Doctor Strange connects a lot with almost every movie because of like you know Wong and, and all of them show up in other movies. Right, leading to mystical stuff. Yeah, whereas like, you know, Hank Pym is not really showing up in another Marvel movie. For so long, um, Hank Pym was like trying to get away from anything that has to do with exactly popular stuff or attention in the mm-hmm. Marvel Universe. And Paul Rudd's character is like, people don't forget he's an Avenger, right? <laughs> yeah. In the When he gets captured in Civil War and he's in the prison, Tony Stark's like, who are you? <laughs> exactly. And uh, what if Spider-Man's like, oh yeah, you're an Avenger, forgot, right? Like, <laughs> Every time. Um, what I'm not super excited for is the Marvels. Just because Captain Marvel was not a great movie? Uh, no, I, I think Captain Marvel was an okay movie, but I, I don't know anything about it. All I know is that um, name? Monica Rambeau's character will appear again in this, okay. as well as yeah. Kamala Khan, who we have yet to see on screen. But how they connect with each other, what the threat is, what the plot of the movie is, I have no idea, so I don't know. So I'm, I have no interest in it yet. Yeah. Is it the, the Kree coming back? Back somehow for some reason. I don't know. Um, I think Brie Larson is a great actress in other things. I don't know if uh, Captain Marvel, the movie, captured me. And the connection between her and Monica Rambeau, I get it's like a childhood like figure in Monica's yeah. life. But the connection, it does feel iffy to me. Like she just disappeared when you were a kid. And then it's like, uh, all right. And the way Monica talked somehow about inspired her, her. In, in WandaVision was like almost like off-putting. She didn't like her. Right. Brushed her off. My guess is because um, Monica's mom died of cancer. Okay. I think she got the cancer from being around 
Captain Marvel. Because she's freaking uh, like cosmic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe she blames her for that. Yeah. It seemed like fairly recently she died, though, in the storyline in WandaVision. Right. Yeah. But we don't know if she's been hanging around with her since the 90s. Oh, maybe she's been like plopping into Earth every so often. Yeah. Could be. Could be. I mean, what if, what if, oh, it doesn't. I was going to say, what if the Marvels takes place still like in the late 90s or something? But no. Kamala Khan's in it. So Kamala Khan's in it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think there, there's going to be some tension between the two of them. They're about this. They look about the same age now, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so there's going to be weird, maybe aggression between the two of them. And this little plucky teenager is going to like make it super fangirl of Captain yeah, Marvel. That too, like kind of uh, ease attention a bit. Mm. And I've always asked you this: Kamala Khan is she an Inhuman in the MCU? Huh. I think it ha- she has to be, just because that's so such a big part of her character. But they're not good in the. <laughs> movies in the mcu like no one likes the inhumans they brushed it like kevin feige doesn't want to include them in there i think they're gonna be uh an element i think they're not gonna be um i think marvels could be just the little bit to introduce them and not give them a whole movie or tv show because the tv show sucked (laughs) (laughs) well kamal khan's series will be out before the marvels right okay so that could be another so they're gonna explain her powers before then yeah so i think inhumans are gonna be mentioned it's such a big part of her reasoning they're like why she got her powers the Terrigen mist uh no i don't like it i know you don't like it that's i think everyone doesn't like it and and it's going to be the the like the to the side thing the thing is like i am okay with the inhumans in the comics but they did a poor job of having them in the movies or in the series or whatever they had that right. they re- they almost want to regret yeah. like make everyone forget about that uh you like to like cut away these tv shows and like they never existed like the netflix stuff and like, it's not that I like to do I, it. I want to They're do, doing it. I want to do that with the Inhumans. It's just like, forget that TV show. Just redo it. Yeah, redo it. And the first one you're going to introduce is Kamala Khan? Yeah, because also they're like hidden in the shadows. Maybe, you know, okay. humans don't know about Inhumans. Uh, okay. All right. And Eternals is around too. Yeah. So confusing <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, like you said, there's going to be two untitled yet to be announced movies that already have dates. If you kind of like think about what properties they already have, yeah, um, and like the timeline, do you kind of guess what those could be? Um, you know, we've been talking about Daredevil every so often. Oh. Could that be, could they have that that soon and just not announced it yet? Is he going to be introduced in uh, Far From Home, in uh, No Way Home? Oh, maybe if they if he's in No Way Home, this just this is whole speculation. Of course. Because then knowing him, that's this December. Yes. And then he'll have a movie by 2023, late 2023 or early 2024. So like two years? Yeah. I think it'll be great. (laughs) I just wanted to have it. I I, I feel we can have him... Uh, every so often appear in these movies maybe end credit scene like we, we talked about already She-Hulk you don't want it Um, well, I, I mean I do want it yeah. I just don't think that's what's gonna be one of these two movies it's it's still too early for X-Men right yes right yeah even the, that later one the later unannounced one 2024 yeah. I, yeah I'm pretty sure it's too early because I think they're gonna do Fantastic Four first yes so that could possibly be one of these and also we talked about this a while ago uh Blade. Oh yeah, Blade. Didn't that get pushed back? We don't have a date for that already. Well, there's no date for it yet, so I think one of these is Blade. I heard it's getting uh, released early in India. (laughs) (laughs) Only on Twitter. Only on... on... (laughs) 
But yeah, I think Blade and possibly Fantastic Four could be one of these. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a third Doctor Strange yet. No, no. I don't think it's going to be a third like Black Panther or anything like that or a fifth Thor movie. <laughs> yeah, how long is he going to do these? Could it be Captain America 4 already? Oh, I, yeah, it could be. I mean, when's the last time we're going to see Sam Wilson? Is it, do you think he's going to appear in any of these? I don't um, know if they, he fits for any of them. And it's been a while. I mean, from that point, he's already a recurring character, but yeah, it's all the way back in his limited series could he appear in ant-man oh right there's a weird uh they're kinda, friendly yeah yeah competition he, he, between pretty, he pretty much got him in the avengers oh, right right yeah tic-tac uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so those are, are the ones announced movies got pushed back mm-hmm. series that are also happening i, I think these are still kind of like nebulous and what the exact month they'll be out but we know in 2022 uh miss marvel moon knight she hulk what if two oh already yeah uh guardians of the galaxy holiday special that's what i'm waiting for yeah, and then Secret Invasion is still still kind of like planned for 2022. Man, Secret Invasion. Okay. Yeah. Not on this list yet. Uh, Loki season two. Yeah. How? Uh, I thought that'd be kind of near Quantum Mania because Kang. Possibly. Um, and then we know these are coming out, but we don't have any kind of idea when yet. Uh, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and then there's a Wakanda series. I think that was based on like the Dormelage, maybe. Okay. Dormelage, maybe Shuri. Because yeah. it seems like they're doing a lot of like uh, technical stuff. Iron Ironheart. Armor Wars, and then maybe Shuri yeah. has more. Well, I think Okoye was supposed to have her own series, right? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, Echo has a series planned. Yeah, that's not announced. It's not even on this list. That just might be, like, a maybe. That show? Yeah. It seemed like a a, a weird thing to have that. that. She's, like, a smaller character. When's Agatha coming out? Oh, yeah. Agatha is planned, right? Here, here's what I think about Echo. It's not really an Echo series. It's just, that's, like, the working title. It's a Daredevil series. Oh. Yeah. Just because they're con- Echo is kind of connected to Daredevil yeah. 2 and just uh, under wraps. I just don't think they want to announce it yet because Spider-Man 3 hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I see. All right. I like that idea. Maybe maybe he, he's had his TV show this whole time. Yeah. When he does movies, it's not as great. Mm-hmm. The character of Daredevil. <laughs> so the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Have you seen the Star Wars Christmas special? I heard it's like the best Star Wars movie <laughs> that's ever come out. Uh, it's worse than the prequels. Really? I think so. But it's like a joke thing, right? Like it's Yeah, it's not canon. It's I think it is. Well, I mean like come on. It's canon, but it has no bearing on anything almost. Jesus is canon in Star Wars? Is he does he appear in it? It's the Christmas special. I know, but is he in it? Is he a character? <laughs> Because uh, they, they call it Life Day. They don't call it Christmas, okay. right? It, right. In, in, yeah. Can, canonically. I, I've seen some people with a framed picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi on an altar at their house. Yeah. <laughs> this is like something a mom would do. <laughs> people, they're like, all grandmas like praying to that picture. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, I'm also excited for the Guardians video game that's coming up. I think maybe this week. Is it already? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not that enthralled. In- in- you, you, are you going to get it right away? If the reviews are decent, I might get it right away because I'm a fan of it and I want an adventure game kind of for now, like a story to, thing. Yeah. Okay. You're I know. I, I love the Guardians. Like it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. But I thought you'd be really into it. I'm going to wait for reviews. It, it feels weird to me. Mm-hmm. I like when the Guardians appear. You're just a movie fan. That's why. That's not it. They already watered them. <laughs> the Guardians when they made them into movie characters. Yeah. That team is like double the size in the comics. Well, yeah. The size and also like the character and weirdness. Mm-hmm. They're way weirder in the comics mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah. You know who's in the comics but not in the movie? Oh. Yeah. What do we got? Moon Dragon. <laughs> Quasar. Quasar. That's true. 
Uh, and also um, Adam Warlock. Yes, Adam Warlock has been casted. Is it Will Portner? Porter? Porter? Polter? Polter. Polter. Your guess is as good as mine. He was in um, like the Maze Runner series, right? Yes, Eyebrows. Okay, is that his name, Eyebrows? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I, what I think about him. He was also in um, Were the Millers? Yeah, a, a very comedic role. Um, I think he looks just like Sid from Toy Story, the, oh, the neighbor. True, he looks yeah. just. He dressed up as him for Halloween once. Oh, yeah? And it's exactly like him. He was in uh, the Netflix Black Mirror thing. Was he? Where? where? The one where like you control the game. Oh, it's like a tell your own story, choose yeah. your own story. The one where you actually control it. Oh, I didn't remember that one. Okay. What's that called? Choose your own story on Netflix. No, what the episode of the Black Mirror I have no called. idea. Really? Okay, it was like a big deal. Yeah, I kind of hated it. Yeah. It wasn't the best I don't, Black Mirror. I'm not a fan of Black Mirror. That one kind of sucked. The others are great, but I mean, this was a weird, like a weird turn to cast this guy as the perfect man, him, Adam Warlock. <laughs> yeah. And it's this dude. <laughs> a lot of fan art before the thing um, was like Zac Efron or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Gosling. Someone like Hollywood heartthrob. Right. And this guy, I mean, he looks like a totally like a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to crap on him because I think he's probably he's a good actor. I think like he's he's, pretty good he's actor, a yeah. male in. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's really tall. Actually, he's like six yeah. three. Yeah. So maybe that's gonna. So the thing is, Guardians has. Chris Hemsworth and Dave Bautista and Chris Pratt. Like, you're going to get another guy that's like... Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get another buff guy. You kind of want one that has like, um, I don't know, a different look, but has the acting ability to still intimidate, I guess. Right. Um, this is a brand new character in the movies. Yeah. And I guess he's coming from those like golden people, right? So I remember they look kind of slim and kind of taller. What's her name? Elizabeth Debick, like the main yeah. golden lady, <laughs> whatever yeah. they're called. Um, she's pretty tall. So maybe the people look lanky and tall. So that's what, she, what he comes from, right? Yeah. I, I think he won't be exactly like the comics. Yeah. A lot of the these characters aren't like the comic book characters before the movie was released, right. you know? It's, it's like a play on them. one Yeah. So I think they're going to do some kind of twist with him. Do you think he's the villain at first or something? Because in the comics, he joins the team. He's part of the team. Yes. And he's OP. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as a villain taking on a whole team, I that would see, be cool. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Maybe they convert him in the middle of it or three-fourths of the way or the end of this movie. Yeah. I could see that. Another part about Black, well, Black Adam, <laughs> uh, Adam Warlock, is his like alter ego evil version of him. The yes. actual like in the, like real evil, purple skin evil version of him. I, I've only read it, right? So yeah. I don't know if it's Magus or Magus. Magus? I always read it as Magus. I read it as Magus. But as, I can get Magus because if it's like magic, right? Warlock magic, right. So kind yeah. of similar. So Magus, magic. I guess if you say uh, whatever <laughs> I I don't know I'm, I just read it it's it's difficult with comics when you just read stuff and yeah. no one ever says it mm-hmm. it's pronounced gif I hate that that argument <laughs> I don't know why people say Jif. That's completely wrong. Because that's how the person that made it named it. But he is wrong. Oh, so you're arguing with the guy that made it. Yeah, you could be wrong. You could make something and be wrong in what you name it. Because the G stands for graphic. So it's G. Not, GIF. A, not according to science. Whoever it's discovers graphic. it. <laughs> Maybe you're talking about something else. I was talking about giraffes. Okay. All right. <laughs> Adam Warlock, he was a big part of like the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, which yeah. was pretty much what Infinity War and Endgame was. And that he wasn't even in the movies. Yeah. yeah. 
So he could be the next, I don't know, sleeping giant threat in the phases of Marvel. Cosmic stuff was a big part of uh, the, the phase, right? With having Guardians seem like a weird thing um, at the time. Yeah. So maybe Adam Warlock is just keeping up this cosmic space up in the air and having some difficulties there while we get into this mystical stuff and eternal stuff. Yeah. And just keep that spinning plate in the air, you know? Is it getting too much? Too many different themes? What are you saying? We're, yeah, we're getting like celestials, but also multiverse stuff. X-Men are coming, mutants, right? Yeah. I mean, that, honestly, I think X-Men is still very far away. All right, sure. Because I think they're going to wait till like their movies are... They don't want to blow their load. Is that is that how you say that? <laughs> you say so. <laughs> that came from, directly from Disney. We don't want to blow our load. <laughs> oh, no, we don't want to blow our load. Uh, like, you don't want to... That's literally what yeah. I mean. Like, you mm-hmm. want to spread out your popularity so that we you have longevity right okay so what we have on the plate like uh mystical stuff right yeah. and then cosmic and, and celestial stuff like cosmic stuff like that's what i'm saying is it too much is it too conflicting because like celestials are like these all powerful things but if you're talking about multiverse that negates that i don't think so it's still a big question mark for me if it does feel natural but i haven't seen all the movies yet okay I'm I'm okay with us jumping into that, mm-hmm. you know, because we're all on the same team here. I'm okay with us jumping, <laughs> as long as we conclude with it cohesively. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. I'm not too pessimistic about it. Uh huh. Kang. Yes. <laughs> I I expect Kang to be the next Thanos level big bad, right? Right. Don't you? I think so. And uh, he seems so all powerful, more than Thanos. Yeah. And so we need to beef up this other side too. Adam Warlock. He's super strong. Yeah. Captain Marvel is gonna have more of a presence. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange knows more. One Wanda. Yeah. The Infinity Stones are still affecting the MCU even though they're destroyed. Oh. Like um Vision and Wanda, their powers come from the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel is from the Tesseract. Uh Doctor Strange. I, I guess is his Eye of Agamotto destroyed now? Because they destroyed the time stone. I, Thanos I guess. destroyed the time stone. He destroyed it. Thanos destroyed the Infinity Stones at the beginning of Endgame. Yes. At beginning of Endgame, right. But then we had to snap with these other times I only return and those they, and Captain America return yeah them. right we're in a multiverse now they, people could also <laughs> just go back in time and steal those versions and don't care about cleaning yeah. it up if you're the bad guy okay well my point was like the Infinity Stones powers are still around and mm. I, I think in the comics isn't Adam Warlock doesn't he have like the soul stone in his forehead is that what it is I don't know I, I got to him late when we got to Guardian stuff I didn't I never read Infinity Gauntlet I think he had the powers of the soul stone I could believe it yeah so I wonder if the soul stone will still still be used somehow to I don't know give him give him life or give him power or whatever he's still in that cocoon mm-hmm. right that we saw at the end of Guardians 2 right um, does a soul stone or it's remnants of power need to be gathered up to get him out of there almost like what we did to Vision yeah you think well I don't know like if the soul stone is destroyed is there's so many questions still is Red Skull free from Voromir now is, is he partying <laughs> yeah like, is he he like I'm done my job's done I'm off the clock oh what if we get him back and he's just worse than ever (laughs) (laughs) what if he's like man i've lived so long like i just want to chill like i just want a regular day job i'm gonna work at a subway (laughs) right (laughs) just no one bother me i don't want to be evil anymore (laughs) (laughs) do you want this toasted yeah (laughs) (laughs) ah i hate when they just toast it and they don't ask me (laughs) the the subway workers yes come on red skull you didn't ask me and maybe i don't want it toasted you just assume Oh, he's going to be murmuring something under his breath you're not going to want to hear because he's a Nazi at the end of the day. 
Um, space is still a big part of Marvel. And spoiler alert, like huge spoiler alert. Uh-huh. All right, be prepared for this. Venom symbiote comes from space. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't know. So could that intertwine more with Marvel space stuff? Well, spoilers, like actual spoilers in the movies. Yeah. We know that Venom mm-hmm. in Let There Be Carnage at the end of the movie gets jumped into, at least connected to Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Yeah, MCU timeline. And then connect that to more space stuff of the MCU. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's necessary. Because the symbiote in that scene was like, we have been around for centuries whatever and we know stuff about space that would blow your mind and we have a home world or yeah. a planet full of symbiotes yep symbiotes um do you want that does I don't, that play I don't f- into it does that does tom holland get it oh the symbiote yeah his own symbiote oh it- That'd be interesting. Like Venom gets it first and then he gets the the black Spider-Man suit afterwards. It did seem like that Venom knew him, right? That okay, here's what happens. Him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you're writing love, the story. I love writing stories mid-podcast. Um, Tom Hardy Venom and Tom Holland Spider-Man face off. Battle of the Toms. Yeah. Who's the best Tom? Tom H. Who's the best British Tom? And then Loki shows up. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then, they, and then you realize like, uh, oh, Spider-Man's a good guy. Why am I fighting him? And then uh, the symbiote goes onto Peter Parker okay right? and he, he looks like black suit Spider-Man with a white spider on his chest right and he becomes kind of evil like a dick bully 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 Spider-Man yeah and then uh, he does something he dies Peter Parker dies oh wow the Venom symbiote goes back to Eddie Brock and then Miles Morales is the new Spider-Man moving forward moving forward and then Eddie Brock has the Venom with the white spider symbol now okay <laughs> I'm just making this up making up to get story. it closer to the comic books <laughs> You want to you just want to kill up uh, Peter Parker then? I'm just saying, like, I want Venom to have a reason to deal with to Peter, deal with Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. It does seem weird already. Like, it was it's such a surprise seeing that end credit scene in the theater. Yeah, it's like why would they just smash them together? Money. Yeah, obviously <laughs> money, but make it sense for us the fans. Yeah, this, there's no good answer. Honestly, this sounds like a Sony move, not a Marvel Studios move. I did hear though that Kevin Feige worked with them on that scene. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so too. Yeah, but I think he had like, this is the best we could do with the situation you made. Yeah. Contractually, you have to do this. Yeah. Well, that's all to say there are two uh, Sony <laughs> movies to be uh, still unannounced uh, come for 2023. So more Marvel movies, but this from the Sony side. Yes. Um, is it still building up Sinister Six or is it just have more movies to make more money? Uh, we know Craven was like a planned movie. Yes, that's already planned. So I don't think that counts as these any of you these You don't think it's one of these? Because no. that didn't have a date now these are giving dates tentatively it was already marked for like january 2023 okay so that's not that i don't think so we know morbius is already coming out january 2022 yeah soon less and less excited for that same excited for me same more not less not a lot Um, yeah, what movies could those be? Is it another Spider-Man movie or is it another villain-led movie? Could it just be a freaking another Venom? I don't know if Venom I want three. Venom 3. Um, like you said, Miles Morales, could it just introduce that character? Oh, yeah. And just maybe Peter Parker's still alive, but have Miles Morales enter normally and mm. he finds himself with Spider-Man powers. Uh, if Childish Gambino's not doing anything. Oh, man. that's uh, They can't do it. It's too far down the road. I was going to say, like, what if Multiverse of Madness just open universe where just there's already a Miles Morales Spider-Man oh. so we don't have to like do this whole rigmarole <laughs> and it's just like hey you're Spider-Man I'm Spider-Man cool it's Spider-Man Spider-Man <laughs> 
All right. They do that thing where they're, like, they're pointing at each other. Hey. Hey, hey, you? You too? Okay. <laughs> just go you, with it. You were there already. Yeah. Man, what if it was uh, freaking um, Childish Gambino, but okay. he was Tobey Maguire's Miles Morales? So they both come out of like a-, a... What if he's dead already because Toby doesn't want to come oh, back? what? Toby? Toby. I heard he was like seen at a, uh, like a park recently, and he's just the he's talking to a fan. The fan he's, he says to the fan, "Yeah, I'm in the movie." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But I think it was like a joking way yeah. where you can't tell if he's lying or not. Yeah, I'm in the movie. Yeah, just watch it out. <laughs> oh man, there's I've seen like fan art of this, right? What of like they put all three Spider Man in the scene or whatever? Yeah, it's obviously fan art. But they make Tobey Maguire look really old. He's not that old. He's he, not even that old. He's not graying. No. But they put like an old beard on him and stuff. And I'm like, come on, dude. Just because you're a teenager doesn't make Tobey Maguire super old. Yeah. Like the, the classic movie, Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Garfield's not their Spider-Man. It's freaking Tom Holland. So I say just do it. If multiverse stuff is your answer, which it looks like it's more and more is. Yeah. If you can bring all the villains in, just bring in new heroes too. Bring in a Miles yeah. Morales. Bring in uh, the other two Spider-Man. Bring in a Spider-Gwen if you want. I don't care. There you go. Yeah. It could be casted at someone else. Yeah. Um, It was already a weird thing to have them do villains in the first place as their own movies. Yeah. The other things that are rumored was, remember that character Jackpot? I don't want to see that. Ah. Uh. There's uh, Madam Web. I think Madam Web was the original answer to multiverse stuff. Yeah. But then Marvel's like, let's just Doctor Strange it. Well, yeah, we'll do it. I'll just do the work for you. Yeah. It's like, come on, fine, we'll do it. We'll do Doctor Strange. You don't have to do make a whole Madam uh, Web movie. It's like a, a school project, and then <laughs> one of them's not pulling the weight. Yeah. Like, I'll just, I'll just do it. Fine, just give me. It. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it probably one of them, maybe the later one, could be a Sinister Six movie. Oh, and the side of the Sinister Six are just. Yeah. Yeah. bringing them together for some reason yeah maybe Craven is the mastermind of Sinister Six Craven right yeah he's like hey bring all these you guys hate Spider-Man me too let's all uh, you guys fight him first and I'll fight him last and I'll beat him he's really like the hunter right? he's like he, the bane okay organizing everything making it a team I like yeah. that when I first when I was reading this article and I saw Craven the hunter mm-hmm. I read it as Karen the hunter <laughs> I was like whoa, whoa. The, the the sixth villain of the Sinister Six Karen the hunter <laughs> can I speak to your manager <laughs> don't go swinging around here in Manhattan go back to Queens <laughs> oh, oh man Peter Parker or Peter Parker Tom Holland said in an interview that this coming movie No Way Home is almost like an end an end of a chapter an end of a chapter but also maybe an end and like he said if another one comes out it'll feel like a new thing right. okay so like hey if, if Peter Parker dies <laughs> it's not on me hey there's a, a contract and deal Peter Parker dies what if, what, if, what if he dies right so then Sony can't use him anymore but then Marvel uses him as like Ben Riley. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> clones. That's clones. That, that's what Spider-Man really needs Ugh. in the movies is clones. That's not it that it's already too convoluted, I think. And then you're gonna bring in clones. Like there's already multiple Spider-Man potentially. Now you want multiple Tom Hollands. That's so funny. <laughs> they don't have enough heroes. For, they started to do villains. They're like, ah, oh, we have to clone him now. Yeah, there's five, there's six of them, there's only five of us. Right. We'll just clone an extra one. <laughs> 
There was a recently um, Empire, I think it was Empire Magazine, mm-hmm. did like a photo shoot and spread of, of No Way Home. Right. And they had a cover with Spider-Man in the middle and then like hints of the villains surrounding him. So oh, they had like Easter the doc, eggs. They had like the Doc Doc arm and the Green Goblin pumpkin bomb, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the back, there was electricity, right? So like electro. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was blue. And then there's another spark underneath that was yellow. What does that mean? So like shocker? We already had him. What if it was Miles Morales is like sting? Interesting. That'd be interesting. <laughs> well, also Miles Morales's uh, electricity has been known to be blue, so maybe the blue oh. is him. Yeah, but Jamie Foxx's electro was blue. Yeah, that's true. I was just wondering why is there a blue electricity bolt thing and a yellow one? So did it seem like two separate shocks of electricity? Yeah, yeah. one was in the background, one was in the foreground, and um, it's weird because Jamie Foxx's electro is blue, but in the comics it's yellow. So it's like, is he evolving? Is he changing? I don't know. I mean, it seems like he's already a different character, like a different personality from the electro we got in Amazing Spider-Man. You know, I think he just feels like a different personality from the one picture we got of him. Yeah. I'm guessing. And that's, I'm guessing Jamie Foxx would want that because he didn't like the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, honestly, I think there's there's no answers we're going to get until we watch the movie. Yes. But that's (laughs) that's the job of this podcast is to speculate. Uh, they I, they better not screw it up. There's a lot going on in this movie, and um, history shows the more you do, the worse it is. There's a lot. There's a lot. Tom Holland, he, he's doing a lot of stuff just for Spider-Man. I mean, I was thinking, is he the actor that's going to appear in the most superhero movies? No. Robert Downey is in a lot, and I kind of counted them. Spider-Man, he's like in a lot of MCU movies, and then he might be, depending on how this goes, yeah. in all these other Sony movies. Well, Chris Hemsworth has been in the most MCU movies, I think. More than Robert Downey? I think so, yeah. Wow. Okay. Because he's going to have four of his own movies, and then all the Avengers movies. Avengers, Avengers 2. 3 and 4. 3 and 4. He's not in Civil War, right? He's not in Civil War. So he's That's been eight. in 8. Yeah. I think Robert Downey's been in 8 also. Iron Man 1, 2, 3, Civil War. Oh, and, and then the four Infinity. Avengers movies. Yeah, four so Avengers movies. And and Spider-Man, oh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's nine? I think so. Oh, dang it. So he's been in more. And then I think Spider-Man, he's been in Civil War, all right? Infinity War. Endgame. Endgame. And three Spider-Man movies. Three Spider-Man movies so far. And then he, I'm saying he might be in more after this. Okay. He, I'm saying he could be appearing the most. Captain America has been in three <laughs> Captain America movies. Yes. Oh, because Civil War is his movie, so that, that's, yes. that's tough. That takes one away. So that's seven only. Uh and he's in Homecoming as a VHS oh, tape. Oh, right. Recording. <laughs> and he's in Thor Dark World because Loki like pretends to be him. All right. For a split second. That's true. That's true. That might be it then. We're not counting a limited series. We're just talking movies. Yeah. Okay. I could talk about this forever. <laughs> um, also in that cover for Empire, they allude that like this confirms Sandman. Is there a sand breaking? I, yeah. I didn't see it, but some I, I didn't read the article, but they're like, this confirms that Sandman's in it. They could just be playing with us, you know. Yeah. We, we, as the audience, are making all these speculations, no confirmation of Sandman. I feel like Jamie Foxx's Electro is a lot more believable. I mean, it, it's guaranteed that he's in it. Okay. Yeah, they confirmed that. Um, I, I still... I'm pretty sure, like I'm betting, willing to bet that this movie will separate Spider-Man from the MCU. Like moving forward after this movie, Spider-Man is now just a Sony thing. That would suck for me as an audience member. Yeah. We've just been always waiting for like, when is this going to go down? Because it is his, their uh, character, right? That company's character. Yeah. So, and and the, the contract that they have ends with this movie, I think. The current contract. That's what they say. Yeah. I guess they could just not say they have a 
another contract, right? Yeah. Um, I I think he, it would be great to see him in all the other Avengers movies coming forward if there's going to be more. Okay. <sighs> It does seem like he's getting like a lot to do. He's yeah. doing other movies too. He's like Uncharted and whatever. Oh, jeez, don't get me started on that movie. You're not a fan. Why is he Nathan Drake? I don't get it. No, I don't. It, just because they have to be young and be able to do stuff. Remember, like Nathan Drake, he's just a dude, but he, he's basically Spider Man. He's climbing on cliffs yeah. and he's like making jokes. Right. It's not stressful. Do you know when that movie was first planned to do? Like it was like ten years ago because those games are pretty old. Yeah, that's true. Nathan Drake was supposed to be played by Mark Wahlberg. Seriously, like like he was the name. Ca- attached to it and now he's playing the older guy in the movie Sully Sully that's yeah. so funny <laughs> he's out aged the character was he was Tom Holland playing the young Nathan Drake and they're like oh we'll just shift everything I think that's their plan now because then they talk a lot about his brother in it and the brother was a big part of Chartered 4 the video game yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah whatever you don't care that much I care I, I want to just watch Spider-Man No Way Home so we can stop talking about it that's so funny <laughs> You're getting sick of comic stuff. I'm not getting sick of all comic book stuff. It's just this movie has so much going on that I want the internet to stop That's so funny. making rumors. And it's not like we just did that for half an hour just now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> Okay, this is what I'm going to do. When the movie comes out, we're going to come back and we're going to point out all the wrong rumors because no one does that. They oh. just throw out rumors carelessly because no one calls them out on it when it's wrong. So I'm going to call out all the wrong rumors when they watch the movie. We're going to do a retrospective. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Make a list of it. Doc Ock was not in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland, he's still in MCU. <laughs> Doctor Strange was not even in it. I think that was fake. <laughs> It's not even a Spider-Man movie. No, I watched the wrong. I went to the wrong theater. <laughs> All right, that is it for the news. A lot of movie delays, but also like movie slots announced. So that means we're just getting more later. Yes, uh, confusing casting with Adam Warlock. Mm-hmm. A lot of. I don't think it's that confusing. I think, I think it is just going a different way than what yeah. we expected. But I, I don't think it's a bad casting. I don't think it's gonna go up bad. It just was a surprise for me. Okay. Yeah. Right. A lot of people on the internet are surprised that that guy is uh, what they call a glow up. Really? Yeah. I think he's like put on some muscle and is already like growing his hair out. Okay. Oh, because he has to have the Adam Warlock. Lock, yeah. Locks. Look, yeah, he. I think he's gonna pull it off. All right. Good. Good job, James Gunn. I mean, friggin' uh, Andy from Pawn Eve <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> yeah, they can cast whoever they want in that show. Yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel's playing a tree, so there's no <laughs> limits to who they can cast. I don't know what you're saying. That's perfect casting. <laughs> Guys, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We're on all major podcast platforms. Just search Reader Copy and don't forget to tell your friends about them. We already said it, but you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Hope to hear from you. Halloween is just around the corner, so let's finish off our horror comics with Revival. So you went all out horror last time, like really scary. Mm-hmm. Tried to, yeah. Turn my stomach a bit when we get to the really scary stuff sometimes, yep. right? especially that gory stuff. Um, so I, I thought we could still do horror, but maybe horror lights this time around. Okay. And this book we're doing today, I've, I saw it got some attention when it first came out. 
And I thought, oh, why not have it on the podcast? First time really reading it for myself. We're going to be doing Revival out of Image Comics. Came out in 2012. Heard some hubbub about it when it came out that time. And we're going to be doing uh, first couple issues. Um, but the whole story ran for 47 issues. So Oh, pretty long. Pretty good amount of time for, uh, you know, um, writer-owned story, you know. Yeah. Um, the trade we're doing is called You're Among Friends, so the first one. Okay. And our writer today is Tim Seeley. He worked on uh, another story called Hack and Slash. So I think that could have fit into horror stuff too. But yeah, let's do that one instead. I don't want to do that one. Okay. <laughs> we, already, we already did like a slasher comic uh, this year ready too. Tim also worked on Grayson and Nightwing. So two different titles okay. with the same character. Yeah. I think we mentioned the Grayson storyline a bit. I think it interplayed with one of the Batman stories we did at one I point. Think so, yeah. Um, he also worked on some G.I. Joe stuff. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. G.I. Joe versus Transformers. Ooh, I want that one. <laughs> He's worked on a New Exile, so I think that's an X-Men mm-hmm. kind of tangent book. Yeah. Our artist today is Mike Norton. He's most famous for this uh, digital- virus <laughs> That, that's what uh, jumped into my head too. Like, <laughs> does he just dabble in comics? But he's most known for a digital comic called Battle Pug. <laughs> Pug like a dog, <laughs> like a like a dog. Yeah, it actually won an Eisner. Whoa! Yeah, best digital comic Eisner Award. It's cool. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, pretty cool idea. Um, he worked on this one Marvel book called Gravity, which I think is like a you know they throw ideas out there. I think mm-hmm. it's like a gravity controlling Spider Man type hero. I never heard of him though. So. Mm. Interesting there. Maybe I'll look that up. He worked on Runaways. Okay. I'm um, guessing maybe the later ones that were not as popular as the first run, but that's fine. You, know, you got Runaways. <laughs> okay. Um, and then he got the comic book adaptation of the Young Justice you know, TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Nice. They're actually good friends, and they- they two and two other comic book creators started a studio called Four Star Studios out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, they made it with Jenny Frisson, who worked on the covers for this book, and okay. also another creator, Chris Burnham. Nice. Uh, the covers are really good. I think the covers are amazing. I think she won like a Harvey Award for cover, like best cover artist for the year because of because of these books. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're really, um, I don't know, like more realistic than comic book covers, but not super realistic realistic either i think um they really draw you in if you're in a comic book shop you see these pictures yeah they might be like what's going on in these stories so this uh the way they pitched it right this idea of this comic book is fargo meets walking dead okay yeah i definitely was thinking about fargo as i was reading the book absolutely so that's pretty on point description of this book and it's a horror sci-fi noir so kind of a lot of stuff tossed in there but mm. um pretty good read and we are just gonna go ahead and jump into the story um like you said it's like fargo so it's kind of like this small town in this time in wisconsin Mm -hmm. and it's a a very snowy town so the whole story takes place in like winter time just around january this town is called wasau wisconsin and just think of the you know regular old small town where everybody knows everybody right we start off actually in the funeral home for the town and we meet the coroner there and he's explaining his job to a reporter who's just doing like a piece on interesting jobs around town and he's in the middle of actually cremating a recently deceased person and he's explaining how like they would place them into like the furnace and then activate the furnace and all that right it's just a play-by-play of that whole job and the oven turns on he pushes the coffin the cardboard coffin straight into there as the reporter is recording on her phone and turns it on and they hear a scream from inside of the furnace (laughs) 
<laughs> like a human scream, like someone is screaming in there and they go into a panic. Like this person's supposed to be dead. They're <laughs> getting cremated and he breaks open the door and the dead body inside comes alive with burnt skin on fire, screaming out of its mind alive. Okay. And then this is kind of like a phenomenon that's happening all over town now. In the hospital bed where a, a old woman just died, she comes back to life. Bodies in the morgues around town just go straight up and start standing and it's still in their body bags. And it's this whole rush of dead people coming back to life. Right? Just not exactly like zombies where they're ma- uh, mindless and hungry for brains. They're like regular people. Like they're, they're like just resurrected. Alive. Yeah. Resurrected, revived, if you will. <laughs> and this is what this day is called. It's called Revival Day. This big event, this whole scenario that happened at what time. Right. People just come back to life. A lot of dead people just are no longer dead. So this uh, goes on the news. It goes nationwide. The the whole world is just like, cannot believe what's going on here. And so the town goes into quarantine and they're right. all stuck in Wesau, Wisconsin, while the people in town are trying to figure this out. The only people that do come into the town are CDC people. So uh, disease people that are trying to look into what's going on. This one character, Ibrahim Ramin, actually meets up with the sheriff of the town. And the sheriff is this older gentleman that kind of brushes off Ibrahim while Ibrahim is fully ready to uh, talk it through what's going on in your small town here. Uh, the sheriff reminds me of maybe like uh, um, what's the guy? Ross? General Ross? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Hurt? Hurt? Is his name William Hurt? I think so, yeah. yeah. All business, all like just like straight face. Mustachioed. Yeah. yeah. He's like doesn't even want to talk to the CDC guy. CDC's guy is like really excited to be there. He's like I can't wait to like do tests and all this stuff and the guy's like okay, whatever, welcome, but I'm running this town and I gotta go. Actually, I gotta head out of here. And we meet up with our main character for the book. Her name is Dana Cypress. She is a police officer and she's getting ready to, for a work day. She's um, getting her little kid all ready for school. Her kid's name is Cooper and he's like playing outside, uh, playing with some action figures out in the cold, but you know, got gloves on and everything. How old do you think Cooper is? I felt like eight or to 10. Okay, so let's say it's on the high side. Let's say he's 10. Okay. He's playing with like action figure toy robots. Like Transformers. Yeah. Is that, is he too old for that? Huh. I don't remember. I didn't play with action figures that much when I was a kid. Really? I played with your hand-me-downs yeah. and then I never got new ones of my own, I think. I played with action figures too late in life. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I think I was playing with action figures one day and I was like, ah, I'm going to be late for high school. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? Are you serious? I, maybe not high school, but definitely like- Middle school? Like, I should have been done with this a couple of years ago. It's so funny. <laughs> I never knew that about you. Yeah. How is it like more of like the RC car type of kid? Oh, really? Yeah. No, I was action figures. Because uh, you can get them at the mall for like super cheap, like the tiny ones. I was really like into Hot those. Wheels? No, like RC, like tiny ones that have little oh, controls. Oh, I remember those. Those were fun, right? Yeah, I remember those. They all zip around. They, it almost seemed like they were so powerful for how tiny they were. Yeah. Oh, man, I totally forgot about those. That was my deal. You're also like a Beyblades. Oh, yeah. And, and Pokemon cards, which cards. are not really toys anymore. So that yeah. was my, collecting was my thing. Okay. No, I was... I had a big toy box of action figures and I would get home from work and play with them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> Cooper, this appropriately aged kid, is playing with these action figures outside, uh, making a story with them as he do as a kid when he notices some type of figure out in the woods and he follows it. He gets close to it and sees this 
ghostly type thing, like a humanoid, very lanky, glowing white body. Not, it doesn't look exactly human. It looks like a ghost of an alien. Yeah. <laughs> like really strange looking, disfigured type of face almost. Right. Very lanky, but also like moves very like, I don't know, like almost like light. Like he doesn't leave footprints in the snow. Yes. Um, Cooper just kind of freaks out as he watches this ghost thing say words that don't really make sense like blood it's like gibberish right <laughs> yeah. and so Cooper just runs out of the goods back to his mom and Dana is like hurry up well, that's where you've been Cooper and they hop into her cop car for the day and she, Cooper doesn't even say anything that alien ghost thing is watching them drive away he's like Cooper <laughs> <laughs> very creepy it's like a like an E.T. almost or something. Like a scary, very tall E.T. Yeah. <laughs> so Dana, as a single mom, she's kind of running late, busy morning. And she gets uh, blindsided too because coming in is her father, the sheriff. The sheriff is her father. And the sheriff's like, can I? Can you come into this office and uh, we'll talk through. I have an assignment for you. And the sheriff is putting together pretty much like a team to handle the this phenomenon that's going on that's everyone's calling um, the revivor. And those are the people that died and then came back to life. Right. They even have an acronym for it. It's called RCAT, the Revitalized Citizen Arbitration Team. And she has been like nominated to lead this thing because uh, pretty much like no one wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. And no one really wants to deal with the CDC guy that's new in town. So they're like, okay, now you have to work with him. But also like I need someone I could trust. And you're like the only person I trust. Right. Um, there is a weird relationship between the two of them with such a stern father. Um, Dana was always trying to vie for his attention, right? That's, I think, why she became a cop. Yeah. And he's the sheriff. But he was also, like, very kind of closed off to to her. Yes, growing up. Yeah, so she still doesn't have, like, a great father-daughter relationship. Yes, and we kind of see that moving forward as she goes on her first mission. She crosses the bridge to find her sister, Martha and Cypress, and we come to learn that Martha was actually more close to the father. Like the father had a favorite and right. it was Martha, right? She's the younger one. She's in uh, college right now. Mm -hmm. And she's supposed to be like at her dorm at school, but she finds her like in the middle of the freezing cold, like yeah. standing on this bridge in the like over a lake or whatever. Yes. Dana's like, what are you doing here, Martha? And it's like, oh, okay, I'll get in the car. I'll, I'll drive you back to your dorms after I deal with this mission going on right now. And Dana gets a call out of nowhere about a Zors killing. <laughs> a Zors is a zebra horse hybrid. So apparently the farmers in town breed them it's for novelty, I guess, for like horse shows. I didn't know Zorses were in middle of Wisconsin. I didn't know they were uh, legal to be made. <laughs> Or they, given nature, allowed it to happen. Did you know that Zorses were a thing? I knew, yeah, I knew that. And I knew there's also like half horse, half donkeys, I think. What? Zonkeys. And then there's also like ligers. I knew that existed. Yeah. And they don't live that long. I imagine Zorses don't either. Because they're like freaks of nature. I, I think so. <laughs> And this is like a white horse, but like the head and like the almost like part of the torso is like a zebra, like it has stripes. It's like the stripes are patchy. Right. Yeah. Strange. And these are valuable, right? They're, yeah. They're like unique, rare. Yeah. And one got killed. So this is a whole case going on that Dana has to run to. And she feels iffy about it, bringing her sister along on the case. But um, just, you know, don't tell dad, right? <laughs> so she's on like a ride along with her. They go to the farm where this 
farmer of these uh, Zorses. Mm-hmm. And then they're like yelling with the neighbor, right? And they're like, ah, oh, you always hated these uh, Zorses. You must have been the one that killed them. And they're like, no, you're just blaming me because you're mad or whatever. And also, like, there's this, like, kind of, like, stress in the air because of, like, these revival people, right? You're right. The revivers. One of them is, I guess, the mother of the farmer here. I see. Okay. Dana takes a look at the horse and all the blade mess on the ground, finds in the blood are these blood pressure pills. And we come to find that those pills belong to the mother that was just revived. Right. And she's, like, an old, like, senile lady. Mm. Again, she just came back to life also. Yeah. She was dead for being old <laughs> and now she's alive again still old absolutely and they asked where to find her this old mother is out in the barn for some reason playing with the kittens out there so they go over there to see what's going on they find on the ground of this barn are just scattered like like a hundred different teeth, teeth on the ground and way more than like a human mouth would have yes <laughs> right and they find the old lady she's in the corner and like blood is all over her mouth and she has pliers and she's pulling out her own teeth just this insane lady plucking out these bloody teeth out of her mouth. She's also speaking this Bible verse about like the resurrection and how that's the oncoming apocalypse. Right. She turns, whips around, takes the the needle nose pliers and jams it straight into her daughter's throat. Now it's all like chaos there. The daughter is bleeding out. The mom who just came back to life, she's like, I think in like her 80s or something. Pretty old. She is like almost like insane. Um, and like this whole fight breaks out, right? Mm-hmm. And she's now after the cop. Dana. And she's like, Dana, she's like on top of her, like scratching at her. So Martha comes in, tries to help Dana. Martha gets the closest thing near her and it is the, the scythe on the wall, picks that up and tries to just push over this old granny out of the way from attacking Dana. But the old woman takes the scythe and takes it straight to the chest of Martha. She gets all bloody. Martha is able to get it to and chops off the head of the old lady and she She's like, like the scalp of her head is totally off. God, she's done. She's, she's like a Lucy Liu and Kill Bill right right. on the top of her head. Yeah. But then like Martha is also covered in blood. She was stabbed in the chest yes. with the scythe, you know, the Grim Reaper thing, right? And like, they're looking at her like, you you should be dead. Yes. The, her blood, her wound at her chest slowly heals. We see it's like, people just don't come back to life. They actually regenerate. Right. But it's weird because like she is regenerating, coming back to life. But remember the old lady killed the farmer's wife? Mm -hmm. She's still dead, right? So it's a weird scenario. Some people come back to life. Maybe it's just the people that came back to life on Revival Day specifically. Right. What's the the math here? Exactly. A couple of days later now, we're at the hospital morgue. That old lady with the uh, removed scalp is on the, the, the table there as the coroner does an inspection. And Ibrahim, the CDC agent, is there taking a look, trying to drop any type of hints to what's going on here. What's, is it uh, some type of uh, virus going on? Is What's the science and here? He's very excited to finally examine a body right, that has been like revived. And he's like, oh, he's like taking notes. He's excited. He's talking to the coroner. And the coroner has the body and like the top of the skull, like right next to it. Yes. And he's like, okay, well, this is how it would line up or whatever. And he kind of like puts the top of the head back to where it was severed. And it instantly the woman wakes up again. 
she, this now looks like a classic zombie as she goes straight forward, stands up, and does this ungodly noise out of her mouth, sounding like yeah. a zombie. And like the 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 cut off part of her head like attaches back on. It's like it was never off in the first place. Yeah. So it's been a couple of days now, like we said, after uh, Dana brought her own sister to uh, a case. Yeah, and... she's not a cop. She's a student. Right, right. Should not be there at all. And so days later now, Dana gets a phone call from her dad, the sheriff. <laughs> And immediately he starts barking at it. Like, how could you bring your sister to yeah. uh, a, a crime scene? What the hell are you doing? Yeah, putting her in danger. He even boots her off of the RCAT team. She's no longer on the team. I anymore. trusted you. Exactly. <laughs> so she is like upset now. She let her father down. She got her sister in danger, mm-hmm. right? So she is gone out by her own. She's went to a dive bar and she's just like throwing them back because she is depressed. Yes. This one guy catches her eye. This guy's like playing with a, a zombie uh, arcade game in the corner of the right. bar. And she kind of woos him over to the side and gets, gets a little conversation going on like isn't that bad taste playing a a zombie game right now after what's going on (laughs) you can tell she's just like I am going to sleep this off. <laughs> and by sleep this off, I mean hook up with a guy, random guy just to get forget about what the crap I did. Ease the tension, right? Right. Some weight off her shoulders. So that's what she does. She goes to her car and lays with this dude in her car and mm. they're like uh, making out when she suddenly gets a phone call. The phone call came from another bar, actually, another barkeep that knew Dana and apparently her... Her sister, Martha, was also at a different bar and making like a mess. Like she got into a whole argument, a whole fight with some random lady at the bar. She caused the fight because she wants to test out her theory that she will can get like, you know, injured and just heal. Yes. So she needed to like start this fight. So this lady like literally like beat her to a pulp. Like she wasn't even fighting back just to see if she would regenerate and heal again, which she did. Martha the whole time was like smiling. Like she yeah. wanted to fight. She wanted to get punched in. She even like laughs it off as she's got a bloodied, broken nose in the back of uh, Dana's car and won't even explain herself, like why she wanted to fight and what's going on. But uh, is just smiling with even like a little bit of glass in her face. Yeah, because she knows like now, like I am kind of indestructible. <laughs> yes. In the same night, we introduced to another character. Um, this guy's like a, I want to say like a wannabe demonologist, like a wannabe exorcist. He's kind of like um, Constantine. Kind of. But also like a douchey Constantine. <laughs> if uh, he, he's got a goatee going on and he's got two earrings on one ear, so very douchey. He rides like a motorcycle. Actually like a snowmobile. Cause it's, oh, yeah, it's a snowmobile. <laughs> yeah. And he, he wears like, you know, like one of those like racer jackets. Yes. Very yeah. douchey type of look, right? You're not supposed to like this guy. He actually gets called in for a exorcism case. And it's out in the um, mobile home park in Wisconsin. And the parents of this teenage girl are crying out because they think their daughter has been possessed by a demon. After what's going on, you can believe like maybe right. demons are about. People think these these revivals things, this could be like a religious sign. Absolutely. And now this teenage girl is like being possessed. She's tied, They tied her to the bed and she has like vomit on her face and she's like saying like these demonic satanic things, right? right? Old Latin. So the only thing that could help, they called whatever they could find. And it's this guy, right? This guy that is considered like an exorcist style guy right an exerciser 
exorcizer? Yeah. What do you call it? He exercises. Exorcist. Exorcist is... Is that the act of it? The one that's possessed? Or is that the one that exercises the demon out? I think it's I think it's the person that, that exercises. Is the exorcist. Yeah. He's not an exerciser. Yeah. It's not called an exerciser? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's the exercisee is the one that's going to be exercised. Yeah, is possessed. So he's a personal trainer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, okay, I know how to fix her, but I need like time alone with her. So you guys need to step outside while I handle this demon inside of her. Once it's him and the teenage girl alone, he almost strangles the teenage girl by the throat and gets in close and says, okay, I know this is all a trick. Yeah. It's just all an illusion. Um, People are coming back to life. I, you're just a teenage girl in a mobile home. You want some attention. Right. This is your opportunity. You're faking this. Yes. Yeah. And she admits it. Right away, because she's getting choked right now. Yeah. And he's like, if you say anything about this, about I'm <laughs> how I found out and mm. tell your parents that you're actually never possessed, I'm going to come back here and kill you. Yeah. He just threatens her. So you just play along with like, yes, I exercise the demon out of you. And so that, that works out for him. She lies and said that she was possessed and now exercised and the parents are so thankful and now he's almost like getting word around town that he mm. knows about demons maybe other exorcisms goes on I think it shows what the community feels about what's going on with these people coming back to life and it's very mixed and there's all these rumors and speculations about like oh this is end of days or this is a religious thing or some people think it's like a terrorist attack biological terrorist attack or something okay. so it's like all these like no one knows what it is and everyone feels thinks they know what it is and they're just making up all this stuff and that's why the girl pretends she was possessed and this guy comes in and is like no you're faking it interesting he almost everybody is taking advantage of the situation yeah that's why those neighbors were fighting about the zorse right oh they're just like you're just mad because our mom came back to life. And jealousy. So you're jealous. So you killed our, our expensive zebra horse. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of things going on. There's people complaining like, how do, why do some people come back to life, but my relatives didn't come back to life? Kind of stuff like that. Jealousy in the small town. Yeah. And also no one can leave the town. Right. They're stuck in there. They're yeah. quarantined. So Dana visits Martha at her dorm and she now knows that Martha is actually a reviver, that she uh, came back to life, that she died at one point and she can regenerate whenever she wants, but right. will not tell their dad because it's a secret. Right. And people still are like kind of weary about the people that came back to life. And also like she thinks she was murdered. Yes. So we also need to solve her murder. There's a murderer on the loose. <laughs> Out and about in town, right? Yeah. In little West South Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. We catch up with that reporter from the beginning of the story, and she gets a phone call from an old uh, Asian Hmong lady. Uh, Hmong people seem to be an element of the story, like they're uh, an element of West South Wisconsin. They, yeah, they, it's pronounced Hmong. Hmong? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Um, so there's a population of them in this, uh, this little town, too. Yeah. You know, um, I, I could be wrong, but uh, Grand Torino? Oh, yeah. I think the Asian community in that, they're Hmong. They're Hmong. I think so. Okay. Yeah. To be honest, I've never met anyone that introduced to me that they were Hmong before. Okay. Have I you? I, yeah, I've met people that are Hmong. Oh, yeah. And I don't know the history of their country or whatever. I think they mm -hmm. were like, their country was overtaken. I'm, I have no idea. Okay. That's kind of the classic story. I think it's like they don't have a country anymore. Really? Oh, I didn't know that was the case. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I don't know exactly. But I think it's something like that. Okay. Okay. That kind of threw me a loop that they were in the story just because... 
they could have picked like any population of people, or, or and then they picked Hmong. I was like, oh, interesting. I think maybe Wisconsin does have a large population. Does, that's maybe. like a, a true thing in real life. Okay, I yeah. can believe that. That makes more sense actually. <laughs> and so the reporter, I think she's Hmong too, and she's um maybe in her twenties or thirties, but she's got called up by this old lady that says like, oh, I got a story for you, right? Mm-hmm. You want the story, but the reporter doesn't believe her. She's just like a, a family friend and is just doing this as a courtesy to show up at this little diner to talk about it. And of course the reporter is a little bit famous now because she was the one that found the first revival. She's the one right. that broke the story. She was there when the cremation thing happened and the person jumped out of the, <laughs> the oven. Terrifying, yes. <laughs> Um, so that's why this old lady wants to talk to her. But um, she's like, well, maybe we could talk somewhere more private and explain the whole story right. out of this diner. Seems like this old lady maybe knows something. Something more, right? Like yeah. a, actually a big story going on. But the reporter's like, uh, I'll just call you back another time. I'm kind of busy at the moment. Which she's brushing just, her off. Absolutely. Because she doesn't believe her. Introducing now this into the story is that douchebag exorcist. Yeah, he was at the diner also. It looked like he was eavesdropping a bit. Mm. But when they go outside to find out, the old lady's tire has popped and that exorcist guy is just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a regular old mechanic. I can help you out here too. Yeah, let me help you out with that. And Seems suspicious though. Yes, it, it should, uh, should worry you a bit. And he changes the tire kind of like a nice Samaritan, good Samaritan type of thing. It looks mm. that way at least. He even has a tow truck. Like that's, I guess he's a tow truck driver. So there's some type of connection. Um, this exorcist has his eye on the reporter, even this old lady. Um, moving on, moving now on to Dana. Uh, she is back at the precinct, right? At the, uh, the police station. Right. And she is getting pulled into a meeting with her father, the sheriff, um, talking about RCAT and all that. And the sheriff decides, you know what? I was too harsh on you. I want you back on the team. Let me introduce you to the CDC person mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking to today. And it is Ibrahim. Right. It turns out Ibrahim was the same guy that she tried to hook up with in the car earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so they pretend like they don't know each other. They yeah. haven't met yet. Yes. But it's this like very awkward moment. It's tense. Kind of weird. Uh, it's like, oh, nice to meet you. Shake your hand. Yeah. And Dana is like quietly livid right now. Was not, will not explode, but she's like, all right, we'll... I have, have to, to like work, work together. with this guy now. Yes. And once they get in the car together, she's like, don't think we're going to be going out or anything. I'm not sleeping my way to the top. Mm. Right. She's, she like barks at him. Right. Like, like very, like, I don't want almost, I want nothing to do with you almost. Yeah. Now remember the old lady, the one with the head cut off and then went back on. Yeah. She is like now escaped where she was. Cause she was like tied up in the morgue so they could test her. But she, somehow she like ripped off the, the straps and she's walking around the hospital. Yeah. And then she went to the uh, nursery and like, it's one of those things where like you look at the window and you see all the newborns in the room, right? Oh, yeah. And there's like a kid and a dad there. And he's like, oh, which one's the new, our new baby or whatever? And he's like, oh, it's it's that one over there. And then they look and it's the old lady holding the baby. <laughs> and the old lady is like almost naked, right? <laughs> yes. And she has like just like a, a half of like an office blanket or a hospital blanket over her she's wearing it like a tunic yeah but she's also like almost like disoriented doesn't know what she's saying yes and she's like just like really just like looking at this baby like look at this <laughs> she's slowly like saying like slurring the name terry which is the name of her daughter that she killed earlier yeah so it's scary side she just wanders out of the nursery the coroner finds out that she's gone and is like what, what did you guys do you lost the old woman that came back to life so on this old woman who's like in her 80s, died twice already, ripped off her straps and knocked out the guard that was like yeah. protecting her. 
And she makes her way all the way to the funeral home, right? And this is the day of her daughter's funeral. Yes. Right? The wife of the farmer. And imagine this old, almost like dead woman. <laughs> almost. Naked. Walking into the funeral, into a ongoing funeral. Everyone's all dressed up, right? Because it's a somber moment. They see her and they're just like jaw dropped in shock. Her, <laughs> She's so like naked right now. Her boob is sticking out. Yeah. You remember the old lady in The Shining? Yes. It's like that. Imagine that walking in. Scary. Right. <laughs> she gets close to her daughter in the coffin and like brushes the mark that she made when she like split open her neck and then she like cries out tearing and then her eyes go completely white and then she zombies over and just like goes into like a berserker mode and is like attacking everything goes to the funeral home morgue the one over right. there and rips open the oven and it just explodes this whole building has like erupted in fire now a couple of days now the reporter um, finally gets to uh, seeing about that old lady and tries to visit that old lady at her house knocks at the door no answer um, the door opens up open wide and a random uh, wiener dog runs past and just runs into the house and it goes down straight into the basement and this always happens in movies mm -hmm. where like the basement door opens and you look down the steps and it just into darkness and they always go down there well what else are you gonna do I, I'm not going down into a dark basement that I don't know terrifying yes uh, have you ever seen Zodiac no there's a lot of basements in that like mm -hmm. creepy basements <laughs> and there's a part where Jake Gyllenhaal gets like invited into the basement and he gets so enthralled that he, he can't help himself to go inside to, to solve the murder even though there's someone creepy down there he knows that he knows down there. it's like oh. no, like the guy's at the bottom of the stairs like come on come on <laughs> <laughs> Well, the reporter here is looking at, she's like at the top of the stairs and she's looking down and the dog like bumps her and she falls down the stairs into the dark basement. Goes tumbling and at her feet, she finds circles on the ground, like like a target formation of dirt and like in the middle is a pile of scraps of dirt and hanging above that is a circle with feathers on. It looks like you're summoning a demon. It looks like um, a dream catcher. Right, that too. And they've formed like some kind of ritual around it. Yes. Remember, this is the old lady's house we find the old lady and she's killed over to the side dead with a rake taken to her back she's bleeding out she's she's gone right she's it looks like she's she actually she's barely speaking actually but yeah. it almost looks like she's gone she's losing it yeah so she calls 911. The reporter does find a random phone, like a flip phone down there. And so maybe just another lead into the case. Back at the explosion at the funeral home, we find uh, the coroner there. And he's like, he's the one that found the the person come back to life. And, and now there's another explosion in his face. And he's just like so distraught. I can't right. even believe he's alive right now. The old lady, the one that like ripped open the oven and caused the explosion, her body now is like almost like ash, like it's torn torched right and it's there and they're examining it now it's this is um the cdc guy and dana the cop right mm -hmm. and the coroner's like showing them like if if it wasn't some kind of explosion that killed her this way then the outside would be like charred and the inside would be like melted right because of all the fat in there yeah right? it would be like mush inside some liquid instead it's also dry inside and like burnt and 
that means like the fire went from inside of her and out and not the other way around. What? She's like burnt inside. Inside out. Makes no sense at all, but maybe a lead? I don't know. We find the reporter at the police station. Um, she's giving a report, right, because they found the old lady at the bottom of the basement um, talking to the receptionist like, uh, okay, can I go now? Is it all right? And she leaves and bumps into Martha. She's actually entering the police station and they bump to, into each other. They mishap and switch each other's phones, like these like old flip phones back in the it's day. It's like a meet cute. Right? <laughs> <laughs> When Martha opens up the flip phone, she finds a picture of that that ghost thing that we saw earlier. Yeah. And um, she's like, what is this? What is this picture on her phone? And she realizes that oh, they did uh, swap phones. The reporter comes back. He's like, oh, sorry about that. You know, it's kind of, again, a meet cute. That phone was what she found at the bottom of the basement. So yeah. some type of lead. Again, who, who took a picture of this thing, this random ghost thing? Whenever I see these like, um, oh, I took a picture of Bigfoot or I took a picture of Loch Ness. Yeah. And it's like this blurry image that kind of looks like something, but probably not. That's what I imagine this shot is of this ghost. Like it could be a ghost, but also it just could be a smudge on the lens. Could be like a, like a blanket being held up or something. Yeah. Like it's random stuff. You don't know what it is, but it does shock Martha a bit to see that picture. And so the reporter gets out the door um, I like this little little line from this receptionist he's like oh Martha your sister and dad are not here do you want some Hot Pockets <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to be honest that took me out of the story and I thought about Hot Pockets for a minute <laughs> I haven't had a Hot Pocket in a couple years now what's the best uh, inside ingredients Philly cheesesteak no it's not even no it's I think it switches up from all the, your ham and cheeses and your pizza yeah, flavors it, it's no it's pepperoni pizza number one pepperoni pizza and then maybe the ham and cheese one is next but it depends on what cheesesteak is depends not, on time of day not, definitely not top two I think I, th- I think it is it's more sour than the other ones I, I like I, I think it's it switches. doesn't taste like a cheesesteak either. Because I'm, I'm like fifty percent. I'm already like fifty percent pepperoni pizza hot pocket already. Like I've eaten so many hot pockets <laughs> in my life. Like an ungodly amount. Mm-hmm. That's what I was raised on. I remember when, because uh, you know now the the little sleeve that it goes in, yeah. it's also like a holder to eat it that yeah. way. That's hot too. Yeah. But it, I remember back then it wasn't like that and uh. you had to take it out. And I would just eat it with a fork because otherwise you're, you're the first bite, you just have hot cheese. And you're like <sighs> burning your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to bl- blow out the hot smoke. Hot pockets. Weird tangent, but I love hot pockets. I love lean pockets too. <laughs> There's no way that is any healthier. <laughs> it's healthier. <laughs> we follow that reporter as she goes about her day it's a crazy day right someone she found it at the bottom of a basement going back to her car when she gets attacked from behind and it is that dude in her his like biker snowmobile jacket this like exerciser guy yeah he's got his helmet on and when she sprays him with some pepper spray it doesn't phase him at all he is wearing a biker helmet she wakes up and she is tied up on the back of like this tow truck you know those tow truck that looks like it has a cross on the back? A big T, yeah. Yeah, she's like strung up like on a crucifix almost on this tow truck. Absolutely. And he's like, well, I got you now. Um, I, you know, I knew that you were getting some attention from being the reporter that broke the news. Mm-hmm. So I've been following you around. I know people will go to you for their stories. And it's obvious that this is the guy that attacked the old lady. Right. Because he pretended to fix her tire, right? Yes. And probably like drove her home and followed her home and stuff. Took her out down there and is explaining that I found it. I found the demon, he says. Right. The old lady led me to it. And he's talking about that weird ghost alien thing yes that phone at the bottom was his and he's the one that took the picture right it all connects 
and he is now made like this almost like a smaller version of like that looking like dream catcher thing that the yeah. old lady had in her basement he's made like a pocket sized version mobile version <laughs> and he's like I'm gonna use this as like bait for that thing because it's like drawn to that for some reason this uh, ghost demon thing whatever you call it it's out in the woods and he knows it's out and about trying to he's gonna try and draw on it He's even got like a pentagram drawn in the bottom of his little garage there. And he's going to capture it here. And finally, he's going to get some notoriety that he deserves, he thinks. Like for a long time, he's been talking about these demons are real. We find Martha out and about in the woods because I remember she saw that picture of the thing. So she's been curious and she has a feeling that she should be in the woods right now. She's like trying to track down the reporter girl because remember they had switched phones. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, uh, she knows something about this weird alien thing. I got to go figure out what she knows. And so she's like following her in the woods. And then all of a sudden, that alien looking ghost monster appears behind her. Instead of attacking her, it goes into her mouth. Like, like, like it's like it possessing her. her. Yeah. yeah. And then a rush of memories flood Martha, but not her memories. They're the memories of this old man, like actually a man in the World War II, um, saying goodbye to his hometown sweetheart as he goes to war. And it's like this really small vignette of moments as um, he's holding on to the wedding ring he wants to give to his sweetheart. It's like this like weird flash of memories that belong to somebody, some random dude back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then as all these memories come in, she like screams and then the ghost exits her body again and it's like she like threw up this ghost right yeah and at this point once the ghost is out of her that's when that douchebag guy shows up and he quickly like knocks her out or tries to knock her out with like this wrench right and now there's like this whole fight between them she's able to find a twig on the ground and stab him straight in the the leg and so she can run back into the garage and save the reporter the reporter is still strung up on the back of the tow truck and what first arrives is that ghost demon thing and gets creepily close to the reporter trying to kind of trying to talk to her a bit not really speaking English though Mm -hmm. and then Martha shows back up now she has the ring from that makeshift thing that the guy made yeah dream catcher and it seems like this alien um, ghost thing is really attracted to this ring right yes I believe it's like that guy from World War II Mm -hmm. is this thing almost right and that ring was like part of his the memories that she absorbed yes and now it's chasing after her because she has the ring so she's ran back out into like the frozen lake now she's just trying to draw this thing away from the reporter right to save the day and once the thing gets close to the water it gets like sucked in like it can't swim or it can't like touch water what's the it falls in yeah, yeah it, it, it almost like disappears as it falls into the water so Martha runs back in. She finds like a saw to cut loose um, the reporter off the tow truck, right? And she's trying to hurry to get out of there. And then we see the douchebag biker guy. Yeah. He has that um, branch like stuck in his leg, but he's slowly crawling, right? And I guess he had stashed some weapons out in the <laughs> woods because he opens like this box and it's full of like daggers and ninja stars. <laughs> he's got a crucifix in there. He's practically Van Helsing, right? Like, he just, he thinks of themselves as that guy and he he he's gra- he grabs his crossbow out of there and as he sees Martha and the reporter get on his own snowmobile to jump out of there he shoots Martha straight in the the hand right now she has like an arrow stuck through her hand right and the reporter is driving the cross uh, the snowmobile and she's just like flooring it like let's get out of here right the exorcist has got a second one gets on the snowmobile and tries to ram straight into theirs but Martha with her smart thinking jumps 
onto this guy on the back of him and just steers the snowmobile straight in front of an 18-wheeler and they both crash and burn out. Now, uh, it looks like this guy dies. Like, he is blown to smithereens. We don't really see him anymore. But we see Martha. She's, like, kind of, like, thrown off to the side and she's talking. She's actually laughing, right? Yes. But she's also, like, mangled. <laughs> We could see her ribs. We could see the bones in her knees. They're just out and exposed, all bloody. But she's just laughing, like, hysterically. She's laughing because she knows I'm just going to heal up again. Right. And that guy is dead. I killed that guy. (laughs) Nice. And they get out of there. And they're, like, yelling at each other because, like, how did you know I was there? And what were you doing with that um, monster thing or whatever? And she's like, oh, I followed you because I had your phone that we accidentally swapped. Right. And she's giving it back to her. So she's like, like, give me back my phone. She's handing it back to her, but it's, like, crushed because she was just an explosion. <laughs> she's, like, laughing as she's giving it back because it's, like, in pieces. Absolutely. So that's pretty much the end of the story. I was going to leave it. We do see Dana as she's kind of just cuddled up with Cooper in the corner at the end of the night. But that's pretty much the end of the story for now. Um, pretty interesting, like, right. a mix of uh, people coming back to life, a small town feel. But it seems like the old Hmong woman who was, like, doing some kind of ritual and summoned that ghost back and that douchebag exorcist guy like he knew what she was doing and and that is what caused everyone to come back to life somehow interesting okay yeah there's more to be revealed but like it seems like it's all connected like is that thing a ghost whatever that is or is it is it it looks most like an alien to be honest yeah but i mean it's like glowing at night it has some type of memories of a a dude of a real human right yeah so maybe like i think it's like a trapped soul or something do you think like the revivers are gonna eventually turn to something like this because the old lady remember the old lady that killed her own daughter yeah and then went to the funeral and went crazy like the longer she was alive post-death <laughs> or the more time she dies yeah it's like the more delirious and crazy she was at, like she was walking around naked yeah <laughs> booby out and then uh and then when she saw what she did by killing her own daughter and realizing that she did it her monster her face turned to like almost like a monster like her teeth got all like sharp and her eyes went all white kind of screeching too yeah so almost like she's becoming one of those ghost things it's getting close yeah maybe like the more they die the closer they get to it yeah. or they lose themselves in it yeah but why was that old lady the old Hmong woman like summoning them or maybe I think, she was trying to help them I don't know I think the Hmong lady was just stuck down there and the dude is what made the oh really the, 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 the little circle on the ground I think she was because oh, yeah. he followed her to her house maybe 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 she was like calling to it trying to get a reporter on it My yeah I think because yeah she was trying to get the reporter to tell the story maybe like the Hmong people of the town know more about what this is yeah there's some type of origin there to their culture I don't know I think she's probably maybe helping it get to the afterlife okay could be that but instead cause more people to come back to life I don't know interesting there's a lot of questions here it's very much that feel of a detective story Mm -hmm. uh, and like a small town stuff that I always like that Um, very much like Fargo oh yeah because we're we're out in the snow too so that's the element yeah they're literally riding snowmobiles around yeah freezing out there yeah Uh, that was revival was there anything you want to talk about else in it uh it's very creepy at some points yeah definitely fits like the horror vibe and uh i i want to know what happens next like how it's all connected 
I think the art almost kind of doesn't look like what the the topic is. Yeah, it, it almost looks cartoonish a bit. It looks a lot like um an Adam Sandler Christmas movie. <laughs> okay, that art style, I think. I would see the book on the shelves of comic book stores. Yeah, it would just like glaze over. Like I wouldn't even really read the title. Oh, really? It. And I thought it said Riverdale because <laughs> the the art on it looks modern and clean sometimes. The covers, yeah, the covers are. And then once you get in, it's like dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I this got this made some waves when it first came out. Like yeah. uh, people really liked it. I'm curious if it keeps up like the uh, the popularity as it went on. It went for forty seven issues. So that's pretty long. Yeah, it must be because that's long for an ongoing title. Yeah, for creator own thing specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's rare. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Revival. We finished up our horror month, but uh, stay tuned for our next episode. We'll jump into side stories now. We went to go watch our movie. We did with our with our dad. I took a dad out, and we went to go watch Banana 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 Bond, father son bonding. <laughs> James Bond, No Time to Die. This is Daniel Craig's last James Bond film. Last 007 of this. Yeah, and you haven't even seen all of them. No, I've seen two out of the five. Are there? Five. You have seen less than half. Yeah, this was the second Daniel Craig James Bond I've seen. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I've seen all of them except the bad one which I'm okay with. That one was Quantum of Solace. Yeah, I heard that was very bad. I started Casino Royale because you said these are good, um, but I just never finished it. Yeah, Casino Royale is very good. I still think Skyfall is the best one. I've seen that one. That's the one I've seen. Okay, and then I think this is the next best one, which is No Time to Die. And then uh, Spectre, which is the previous one. Also good, but um, I think this one actually better. I've been meaning to watch Spectre for a long time, but it's just nowhere on streaming with the services, so i just never yeah. seen it. But you saw Skyfall. I've seen Skyfall. I think I saw that in the theater and I loved it. I thought that was an amazing movie. Yeah, it was very good. How does that compare to this one, the newest one? I think they're almost the same. Like, I, re- oh, I like you both. Like the new one. I like the new one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe it's more romantic. That's true. Yeah. It's a different vibe, right? Mm. Skyfall, like, was almost felt like a uh, going back to his origins, right? This whole thing. Right. And that approach I thought was great. Interesting take on James Bond. Mm-hmm. And this is like a romance of, uh, of James Bond. Yeah, this one was good, but I don't think it was the best one. And I think, um, though Rami Malek is a very good actor. The main villain. Yeah. Uh, he was almost too old school Bond villain for me. As far as meaning like a caricature? Like he has an evil base and he has all these henchmen and he wears like a weird mask and he talks very... Robotic. Like not, not necessarily robotic, but very like... Creepy? Like he's just not saying what he's wants to say like he's saying it like he has to say like a poem oh cryptic yeah cr- okay yeah, cryptic cryptic yeah. and he like like his Japanese stuff like he has like a theme like his right, yeah. base is like he has, he has to be eccentric mm-hmm. right yeah but all in all though I did think the movie was worth watching the action's very good the, the story is pretty good I thought it was I thought it was great okay yeah um, There, there's some things I don't like uh, they're highly promoting in all the marketing um, Ana Diarmas and she's in like literally like one scene <laughs> I think you left to go to the restroom when you saw her. Yeah, yeah. I, I I planned that out because you hate Hunter D. No, I didn't know that's the scene she's going to be in, but yeah. I I planned it out because I like I know that this is going to be an exposition dump right here. Somewhat, I guess. And I got back right before the action. You just wanted the action. You don't care about the story. Uh, well, yeah. Well, not not necessarily, but like I if I had to miss one, okay, and I catch the other one, I want to want to see the action. Okay. That being said, Anna Dear Moss with the little bit she had, yeah, uh, she popped off screen. She was, but I mean, she's great. Yeah, but she's like almost in the marketing. She's like 
co-lead of the film almost. And all the other actresses in the movie have more screen time than her. Because it's, um, you have to have a Bond girl, right? Sure. And she's the one in the ball gown. Yeah, okay. Or yeah. the trailer, yeah. right? That's why. But they made it seem like she is in every other scene. Like second lead almost. Yeah, like she, they have full posters of just her and then like the title yeah also she's like an up and coming not up and coming but like she's pretty famous now like yeah yeah she's on uphill she's more famous now than when they had filmed the movie oh maybe that's why yeah yeah also this movie was supposed to come out like over a year ago and I see why they kept delaying it yes because of a story element (laughs) story element yeah yeah Yeah. it's not all the marketing they said was like oh because you want to see it on a big screen right don't watch it on your phone that's not why (laughs) That's not why. <laughs> it's a little too close to home. Yeah. Um, but as far as uh, a Bond movie, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I like um, the dramatic stuff in it. There's, there's some dramatic stuff. It's very good. That's what I love. The yeah. dramatic stuff, the uh, romance with the Elias, I think, Sedu. I don't know how to pronounce French yeah. names. Mm-hmm. I think she was, well, she's gorgeous, but also that she she played this role that was uh, very sensitive in the in the movie, right? right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've seen her in that kind of a sensitive role before. I feel mm-hmm. like she's always like, you know, the boss lady sure like yeah. in the mission impossible i will say this one feels less spy-ish oh yeah the other movies specter and skyfall and even casino royale and i've never seen quantum solace but i'm willing to bet it's more espionage spy gadget and infiltrating kind of stuff right spy okay this one felt more personal absolutely this is we already knew was a send-off for daniel sure. craig yeah so we don't have to be sneaking around we know it's gonna he's gonna have to you know we have to say goodbye to this character mm-hmm. so sure. we, maybe sneaking is not as fun um also very good in it i think her name is lashana lynch yes she right. plays another agent yeah and she is like badass in the movie yeah it's pretty awesome um kind of a different approach to the whole spy thing yeah right yeah she's like the younger version yeah whippersnapper and, yeah and um i i really enjoyed her I, I know it's the last of um, uh, Daniel Craig's yes. James Bond, but whoever takes over James Bond, I wonder if the other actors will fold into that. The other actors that play like M and Q and maybe other agents. That typically doesn't happen, right? I've Honestly, these might be the only two James Bond movies I've seen. Ever? Ever. <laughs> I know the character. I, I get the idea. I could be wrong, but I think the old actor that played Q uh-huh. was in multiple James Bond like iterations in the past. Like yeah. uh, I could be wrong. A couple of Bonds ago, I think he was. In, he's been in movies with different James Bond actors. I didn't know that, and that yeah. was not confusing for the audience. No, because these are supposed to be just like one continuing story almost. W- was James Bond supposed to be like also a moniker like 007 is, or is it supposed to be the same person? It's just played by different people. Because I always confuse that. I always thought it's James Bond might be a pseudonym. No, I think his he's a dude, one guy. Yeah, but I think these are more or less like uh, anthology where some connect, some don't. But it's just like Legends of James Bond or something like that. Okay, it, you can get into more muddy waters there because it is a novel before, right? Sure, People, right. there's maybe a harder to keep track of things. Yeah, and there might be like some conflicting things if you say like these are canon, but they contradict each other. But it's just like almost like just go with it. These they're separate but the same. Yeah. <laughs> Different, but same. Same, same. <laughs> uh, I, I, Daniel Craig, from what I've seen, 
and from the impression I get from everyone is he did an amazing job as James Bond. Right, yeah. Were there any others, any other James Bond movies that you even like or any yeah. specific actors you thought stood out compared to the others? Uh, was Sean Connery a good one? Sean Connery was good, but he was definitely more of like the ladies' man. Ladies' man. I'm just going to sleep my way to the bad guy. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Kill the bad guy. Um, <laughs> It's so funny. I didn't know that was like his approach. I mean, before even Pierce Brosnan, all the way up to Pierce Brosnan, James Bond was like he had to bang a couple of women in the, each movie. I'm gonna bang my way to the top. <laughs> I can see like Sean Connery's accent. Um, uh, what's his name? Roger Moore is very good. Oh, really? Yeah, but okay. I haven't seen all of each actor's ones. Like I've seen some of every James Bond actor. Oh, really? Okay. Like even Pierce Brosnan, I haven't seen all of his James Bonds. I might have seen one of his, but that was like when I was a kid. And I don't remember. But I've seen all of Daniel. Oh, actually, I haven't seen all of Daniel Craig's. I forgot Quantum of Solace. You've skipped that one. Yeah. So now I, maybe I will go back and watch it just to say I've seen it. I, I want to see. I'm going to look up the good ones, even if they're super old. Yeah. Like, um, and I know they're ridiculous back in the day. Like, their James Bond villains were even more eccentric than Rami Malek, right? They're right. A, a character. So yeah, I kind of yeah. want to watch. I heard okay things about Goldfinger, and I know that's an older one. Yeah. So I'm going to go into it with that mindset and watch what about, it that way. Um, James Bond, the spy who shagged me. I've already seen that one, so that's actually another one I've seen already. <laughs> gold, gold member. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen more Austin Power movies than James Bond. <laughs> Oh man, I uh, I think it's worth watching, but only if you've seen the maybe like Skyfall Inspector, like because then if you're just going into this and you never seen any Daniel Craig one, and oh, you're yeah. watching this one, it just it'll just be okay. It would be like a dumb action movie. Oh, this movie right now, yeah, No Time to Die, yeah. And because I like it so much because it connects a lot to the other ones, and you could say the last three are its own trilogy within Daniel Craig's run run of of James Bond movies. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. I, I thought you know. I thought they're always just one single story. Uh, like that one act, the French actress, I know that she's a returning character. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. I, and I haven't even seen Spectre. So I, I want to see for that now too, the romance there. Um, I'd say go back, watch Skyfall because Skyfall leads into Spectre and Spectre leads into this one. Just watch those three for sure. Yeah. And and, and you could even watch um, Casino Royale because this one has references to Casino Royale. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen is in that one, right? Yes. Okay. They're just playing World Series of Poker. They go to Vegas and then do the World Series of Poker. Awesome. <laughs> it's on TV. Okay. It's on ESPN. You can watch um, Casino Royale on ESPN. He's a spy and he's appearing yeah. on TV. <laughs> he was a uh, James Bond for like 14 years, it seems like. Okay. Was that 2016 or 15 years now? Oh, 20, 2006, I think is when that... Yeah. So that's a long time. If it's like every action. three years, but then COVID happened, so that got pushed too. Oh, yeah. So I can believe that. This is like hard work to be doing this for so long. And he's, he's not... He's, he's done does... the second most James Bond movies. Is it him? I, again, I've never seen the other ones. I think Sean Connery did more than him. And I think even like Pierce only did like four. He, he did, uh, Daniel Craig didn't lose his touch. Like the action in this is still amazing. Yeah. Like even like the actual like physical action he's still pulling it off with all the gunplay and all that mm-hmm. um, and then all the like fancy toys are fun to see in the movie but you get that in every James Bond and I'm actually not even bored seeing it like the, the fancy new stuff in yeah. this one uh, while I was watching it I was comparing it to like what do I like better Daniel Craig's James Bond movies yeah or the Mission Impossible movies I was I was comparing the same the, the same two things well I've only seen two of these so I'll say Mission Impossible okay but Jeez. but that, this one I, I enjoyed a lot more and makes me want to watch the other ones the Spectre and yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen Spectre. Yeah, yeah. Dave Bautista's Inspector. He plays Drax in that one. Yeah, it's all connected universe. He's invisible. <laughs> 
But I, I enjoyed it. If you've seen other Dan Craig movies, I say go watch it. But if not, maybe watch, like, at least watch Spectre. And then if you don't like that, maybe you don't have to watch this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really liked it. I, I, um, I'd recommend it. Even if you just want to watch a movie, you haven't seen the other ones. It's a good okay. movie. Uh, d- how long do you think we get the next James Bond? A James Bond movie? I want to say we they want to wait a, a long time. So that you can get the audience to demand for it, right? Yeah. Because I felt like l- the last Pierce Brosnan one and Dan Craig one was a good amount of time. Was it? Okay. I, I don't, I don't know, know exactly, but it felt like maybe five years. Okay. And I say that they want to wait at least that this time. Just to kind of like wash your hands of it, start fresh. Yeah, right. Give some time. Dan Craig did a great job already, so no need to rush into things. I do think if they do another one, they're going to go back into the charming side of it because they went very opposite with that with Casino Royale. Action? They went with like a, a more rugged looking James Bond actor. Okay. And and the action in it was more gruesome. I think people still crave that. They don't want boring action anymore. You, you think it's a uh, James Bond is always going to be a suit again and I mean, talk his way into no, it? No, but like it, I think people also enjoy watching someone that's charming. Yeah. All right. Okay. Maybe more of a smooth talker. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an idea of who you would want? I don't have any idea. Who you, you throw throw on the idea of Tom Hilston? Yeah. I, I don't know. Who do you do you have any idea of who could be a smooth talker and mm-hmm. can get without throwing a punch you wouldn't want uh henry cavill no way he's too big what if even he, if he slimmed down, slim down? even if, if he slimmed down even if he slimmed down i think it's it would be too distracting okay yeah he did mad from uncle already that's like a spy thing already yeah that's true yeah have you seen that no me neither but i heard good things i heard it's middle of the road and like it's all right watch mm, okay i can't think of any other british actors <laughs> me neither <laughs> But uh, I'll watch. I'll go back and watch those other ones. James Bond. I would recommend No Time to Die. What about uh, Killian Murphy? No, he's pretty old already. And uh, okay, jeez. Because right. look how long Don Craig had to do it. Who? Daniel Craig. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but he. I think he's still James Bond. Yeah, that's true. At this last one, I still believe he's James Bond. You could do less than you don't have to do five movies. You could do three. I mean, um, Tim- Timothy Dalton is that his name. Yeah. Yeah. He only did one, I think. Oh. Okay. Oh no, no Lazenby only did one. You're just making up names now. One one James Bond actor only did one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good watch. Maybe some some uh, things threw me off a bit. Rami Malek and all that. Yeah. Even though I really like Rami Malek. Me too. I think it's sometimes it's hit or miss with him though. I loved Mr. Robot. Like I I never finished it though because it just had too much of that character yeah. of his creepy. And I think Rami Malek is getting like pushed into these creepy roles just because okay. of the way he looks. If you love Rami Malek, you would love this movie called Larry Crown because <laughs> he's in it. He is in it. He plays just as opposing an opposing character as yep. in No Time to Die. Yeah. <laughs> the same character Larry Crown is one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies of all time and you hate it for some reason nobody knows about it that's why it's mine you have your favorite Tom Hanks movie I have my favorite my favorite is Terminal I think it's leagues better than Larry Crown no it's not it makes you think like what would you do if you were stuck in an airplane terminal and you had to live there I think about that all the time every time in an airport like <laughs> where, where would I sleep or what would I eat I would not eat at Burger King like he does at every meal but because I learned okay. from his mistakes alright no one's stopping you from just living in an airport. I think the airport police will. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, speaking of zombies, you and I have also been playing a video game together, oh, Back yeah. for Blood. Back for Blood. Back for Blood. Um, new game. It was actually on Xbox Game Pass, so it's free for both of us. Mm-hmm. We've been playing it every so often. It was made by the same people that made Left 4 Dead, kind of an older zombie video game. So it's like a pseudo sequel, spiritual successor. Spiritual successor, right. Pretty interesting where you're like a team of zombie, zombie fighters and you make your way to the end of a map or a level just shooting up these zombies right yeah and it's like never ending almost never ending horde of zombies and uh there's like an element of randomization in it with what like you, you have like these deck of cards and they give yeah. you power-ups like perks yeah uh i love zombie games i've played so much nazi zombies this is a little bit similar to that but not exactly right it's not endless it's like a, a mission you have to beat yeah um i i don't know if i'd recommend it would you recommend it i think it's a perfect game pass game because because I don't have to pay for it and I get to enjoy it but I know it doesn't have longevity of, of play time it does not because I'll play it and I'm having fun but after like two or three levels like I want to stop playing I think so too yeah. uh, there's really there's no story to drag you into it to no. pull me forward so yeah. it's just beat a level move on move on with your day it's also like the difficulty wise uh-huh. it's either too easy because you're just, just like just ramming down these zombies mm-hmm. or it just jumps in difficulty and you're like right. how are we going to make it out of this and and you just get frustrated yeah with all these pile of zombies on you mm-hmm. i i do like the card aspect of it yeah and um it makes you want to keep playing to unlock more cards but uh if that if that wasn't in there i think i would just be done with the game already i feel like we have been not playing that long and we're almost done with the at least one playthrough already yeah. of the campaign mm-hmm. of the quote-unquote campaign it's just a series yeah. of missions mm-hmm. um i think i'll play it just just until we beat it once and then stop right. i'm not i don't even want to play it in other difficulties I think. Well, because then there's also multiple characters you could be. That's true. Each yeah. character has their own abilities and, and perks. And uh, I've already tried a handful and I only like one. So it's like, I don't even want to try the other ones. There's the, I like being fast. It's a okay. big element for me. So I'm get, I get the lady that has like a lot of stamina to like run away from the, the zombies. I like being the character called Mom. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then the other characters have to talk, call her like, oh, watch out, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because there's like a friendly fire in this game. You yeah. get shot up by your teammates. Mm-hmm. It's all right game uh uh give it a try if you just like zombie video games yeah if you have game pass which uh if you have xbox you should have game pass mm-hmm. it's definitely worth the download and play through and i think game pass is one of the best values in video games and i feel like i'm not even utilizing it as much as i should we both are not it's just yeah. too many games at all at once yeah the only difficulty is like hard drive space with all these games right. yeah. that's the only issue so I, i'm gonna maybe play a little bit more maybe i won't even finish it but i'm, I'm already like thinking about what other game I want to play. Right. Same boat for me. Some scenes look kind of gorgeous. Like, I think... Oh, really? I think some uh, of the setting, I think it looks great and yeah. atmospheric, but almost this arc- arcadey feel to the game is like juxtaposes feel. I don't know if I like the Sometimes mix Sometimes there's so many zombies lunging at you that it's just blood. Your screen is just guts and blood and I don't even know what's going on or if I'm shooting anything. You're like in a zombie's belly yeah. when there's so many on you. Yeah. He- hectic sometimes. But still, you know, sometimes... Most of the time enjoyable. Yeah, for sure. Maybe some updates and then I'll give it a thumbs up. You know what I don't like? And this could go on for a while. Xbox chat audio. Yes. Is terrible. It's horse crap. I can't find the right settings to get it to be perfect or even even good. Whether it's a session to session or game to game, whatever the mix is, like jumping from something else, it makes the, the levels off or I can't hear you or you yeah. can't hear me. I hear echoes of myself. There's that. Yeah. PlayStation audio is just, it just works. 
works. Yeah. I don't know why Xbox can't do this. And you're paying all this much for this new brand new console and the audio is a problem? Yeah, I don't get it. I have to like constantly fiddle with like how loud the game is versus how loud you are versus how like sensitive my mic is and I hear my own audio in your feed coming really? back to me. Yeah, I do. I hear that sometimes too. Yeah, I don't like it. We've had the the console for a couple months now and we I feel like there might be something we're missing. Maybe. We both have not found it. Also just getting to the, that setting is like a hassle. Yeah, UI yeah. issues there. We do we use like a separate service now for chatting while we're playing video games just to make it easier on us. Yeah. That was back for blood is the, the audio <laughs> issues. <laughs> fun fun game for now. I don't know if I will play for long. Yeah. We'll let you know if we're playing another game. I do want to check out the Guardians game. Okay. Yeah, let me know if that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it too. Okay, yeah. If you guys want to find out if it's good, definitely uh subscribe to the Reader Copy podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google, or even stream us on Spotify. Right. Let us know what you guys are playing on, on all our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, at the Read Copy Podcast. We are finally done with our horror comics for the month, um, but we'll, we'll be back next week with another great comic book. Until then, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what he had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs> I'm gonna go